Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to present a very, very senior and accomplished hotelier from Chennai, India, Mr. Vikram Lalwani. Vikram, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Garg. Uh, Vikram is the Managing Director and CEO of Sterling Holiday Resorts Limited. So Vikram, before we talk tourism, tell me about your own journey in brief. Okay, actually, I landed up in hotels by accident. Uh, mm -hmm. I did my engineering and my uh, MBA. I passed out in 98. Mm -hmm. And I had an opportunity to join uh, the Tata Group. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my, my parents actually were very, very insisted that I be with the Tatas. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and there I was. So mm -hmm. I joined the Tatas. I had no clue about hotels. Mm -hmm. They uh, said, you would be the best uh, fit for hotels. And I didn't understand why. But mm -hmm. today I do understand mm -hmm. why. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it was it was an amazing journey with them. Mm -hmm. I was with the Taj uh, uh you know, for almost 12, 13 years, I became mm. one of the youngest general managers of the Taj. Right. I started with the revenue management uh, uh, for the Taj, which is now uh, an industry-wide practice in India, mm. in hospitality as well as in the airline industry. Wonderful. And then you moved to Sterling Holiday Resorts. Tell me about this venture. All right. It's a Fairfax company. Uh, mm. Sterling has been in existence since 1986. Mm. Um, and uh, Sterling had has had resurrected itself again in 2012. Mm. I was fortunate enough to uh, join Sterling in 2015 mm. uh, as uh, head of revenue management. And uh, this company has been phenomenal and I've grown uh, in this company to become the MD CEO in six mm. years. Mm. Wow. Wow. And uh, Sterling Holiday Resorts is in what kind of hotels? So we are... Uh, 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 leaders in uh, leisure hospitality. So we have over 40 resorts across the country mm. and growing. And our, uh, uh, our primary focus is uh, to create and to deliver experiences for holiday uh, customers mm. uh, across the country. Mm. Uh, so that's where we are. Mm. Wonderful. Very sweet spot. Uh, mm. And uh, we are one of the leaders and pioneers in this, in this line. Fantastic. So, you know, when I was reading about you, Vikram, you said that you have transformed the company's business model for scalability and has made Sterling into a profitable hospi hospitality company. Tell me a little more and what have been some of your learnings and your challenges? I think uh, the, way, the reason I came into Sterling uh, was to actually... Uh, drive the hospitality business uh, into Sterling. Mm. Uh, when I say hospitality business, it uh, uh, involved uh, expanding the business segments that uh, Sterling was dealing with, number mm. one. Mm. Uh, number two was to expand its portfolio. So there are various ways of expansion of portfolios, but we didn't want to uh, 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 drive towards a very high fixed cost mm. model of expansion. So uh, we pioneered uh, a, a low uh, fixed cost or an asset light model of expansion mm -hmm. and uh, simultaneously built new business segments of uh, uh, holidays that can actually help uh, fill our resorts through the week. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, 
from about 17 resorts, we've actually scaled up to 40 plus. Mm -hmm. And uh, our pipeline is pretty strong even going forward. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, you know, we've just started to come out of the pandemic. And I guess uh, resorts must have been badly impacted during the COVID. Uh, tell me what really, how did you handle that period? And do you see a recovery uh, taking place around the world? Two years was, I think, for it was toughest for the uh, industry, for the hospitality industry. And I'm, all my colleagues would also agree with me on this. We never uh, uh, envisaged that there would be a situation of this kind where we would have to close down resorts. Mm. Uh, we are all used to opening uh, hotels and resorts, yeah. but to suddenly close them was was quite a, kind of a task, mm. uh, number one. Number two is a situation like this where suddenly there, there's zero revenues and uh, uncertainty. Uh, we didn't know how long this would last. Mm. Uh, there were travel restrictions, obviously. Uh, holidaying and travel would probably was probably the last in anybody's mind at that mm. point in time. We didn't know how long this would last. Too. Mm. It was it was the toughest phase for the industry, but we uh, and and I would speak for the industry and I would speak for Sterling. We also mm. learned from it. Correct. Uh, we learned tremendously mm. uh, as to how we need to sustain ourselves even in a situation which is extremely adverse, number mm. one. Mm. Number two, uh, always run efficient, clean and mean. Mm. It actually challenged the new normal. Mm. Uh, we always would say uh, uh, we need a man-to-room ratio of one is to one. Mm. We started questioning everything. Wow. Uh, we started questioning uh, the entire value chain uh, of uh, uh, you know the pipeline of costs and mm. revenues. Uh, is this the right thing to do? Is this not the right thing to do? Mm. We also use this as an opportunity at Sterling to mm. uh, evolve uh, various distribution platforms which are scalable. Mm. Uh, today, we are probably the only ones in the hospitality industry that has a very scalable distribution platform mm. uh, which uh, uh, anyone can actually book us in less than two minutes, mm -hmm. uh, even if a person is sitting in Agartala or an agent is sitting in Agartala or a corporate is sitting in out of Jaipur. Yeah. So we built those. Uh, uh, so we, we started innovating because that was the only way uh, we thought that, you know, eventually when we come out of it, we could survive. Mm. Uh, it did te teach the industry uh, a lot and it did teach us also quite a bit. Mm. Now, having said that, uh, we did have patches where... Uh, the hotels uh, or uh, travel did open up during those last two years. Mm. The first three, four months of the financial year were impacted. Uh, and for leisure business, uh, that's the most uh, uh, impactful quarters uh, in leisure business mm. because of summer. But despite that, when we came out of it, we came out of it uh, pretty strong. We were still profitable at the end of the years. Uh, we ran efficiently. We ran... Uh, we. Uh, in fact, launched new hotels as we opened. Mm. We uh, expanded our destinations. And I think uh, that's how we all got out of it. And uh, we got out of it uh, pretty well. Mm. Now, today, the industry is doing well. Uh, things are back to normal. In fact, I would say, as as uh, the industry itself would say, there was revenge tourism. I didn't believe that there was yeah. revenge tourism. Mm. But uh, it was more a pent-up demand. 
that uh, people started moving out. Mm. So the industry started doing well. And uh, we have actually grown over the pre-pandemic levels. We, in fact, doubled our wow. uh, performance even over pre-pandemic levels. Wow. Uh, and will this sustain going forward? It should sustain going forward because the pandemic has also taught us how to be a lot more cost efficient. Absolutely. Well said. But there's another perspective, Vikram, that I keep hearing from people and I speak to many people from your industry from around the world. They think while leisure is something which is really booming, business travel has not yet got back to the same levels. Do you think business travel will go back or will... Uh, you know, digital conversations like you and I having take a big chunk away. I think uh, business travel has already come back. It has. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, summits like the G20 uh, conventions, weddings, mm. uh, even individual business travel has started. Mm. Uh, so uh, I think Yes, Leisure was the first one to take off. Correct. Uh, eventually, business also did take off. Mm. So, uh, airports are full. Uh, flights are overflowing. Uh, hotels are doing well. Uh, so, I think the business travel is also back. And uh, an important aspect to keep in mind is actually a cusp of leisure and business. A lot of people are actually combining leisure with business. Mm. And that's what we've also seen. Uh, so, they would do their business trips for two, three days and peel off on leisure for another two days. Wow. So uh, these trends will continue to evolve. Mm. And, I, and I think the industry itself has matured enough now to uh, create demand uh, rather than just wait for demand to uh, impact their business results. Fantastic. Let me now ask you a more macro question, Vikram. You know, you're in the leisure part and you've been with Taj Hotels for many years. India as a destination has everything. And just before we started recording, you were telling me about movie tourism. Hmm. What stops India from becoming a major tourist destination? Uh, I think there are a lot of... Uh, I think one of the main factors is uh, possible uh, lack of a positive reinforcement hmm. uh, into the outside world. Okay. That uh, India, one, has... Uh, varied experiences under one roof. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, it's uh, the infrastructure is actually improving. Mm -hmm. Number three is I think the way we communicate our, uh, our tourism products uh, to the outside world, mm -hmm. uh, the way Spain does it. I think we got to get uh, a lot more uh, uh, savvy as they are in actually promoting India mm -hmm. uh, on the whole. And uh, India has got everything that's there under the roof. I mean, uh, people say it's India is expensive, uh, taxes are high, but I don't believe that. I think uh, every uh, country globally also has uh, expensive destinations uh, that one can go to. But I think it's overall the packaging and the way we present ourselves can, uh, you know, far uh, uh, increase the number of uh, tourists coming in. But having said that. Uh, I think the biggest potential in India itself is India. Mm. And I've always believed in that, well uh, even right from my early days in this, this industry. Well Domestic tourism, I think, is the first thing that we need to uh, harness and tap to its full potential uh, before we even uh, worry about how we are going to bring 
the inbound uh, person in. We should get the guys, mm -hmm. uh, tourists in, that's no doubt. But I think the uh, uh, aspect to be, to, uh, be considered first is uh, to harness the complete domestic potential of our tourism. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And someone was also telling me that uh, our hotel, num number of hotel rooms is still not enough. And they, they gave me a comparison. This There are more hotels in Bangkok there are, than there are in all of India put together. Now, I don't know if that is correct or not, but what is your uh, view on infrastructure for tourism in our country? I think scalability is an important aspect uh, when you're bringing about a comparison uh, with hotel rooms uh, in Bangkok and that of India mm. or, or any city in India. Correct. Uh, if you see the... Uh, uh, what Bangkok offers is scalability. Mm. Each hotel has about 400, 500 rooms. Mm. Uh, I think that's where uh, India lacks in some uh, extent. And I think uh, scalability is an uh, uh, area which uh, I'm glad that we're getting 500, 600 room hotels mm. uh, opening up under various brands. But I think uh, when we get such scale uh, in India, mm. I think the whole map will change for itself. Mm. Well said. The next question to you is that I'm, you know, even when we travel, travelers are now seeking experiences rather than just a beautiful hotel or a beautiful uh, car or whatever else. How are you at Sterling handling these kind of opportunities? Our main differentiator is discoveries and experiences. Mm -hmm. We've got over uh, 2,000 discoveries and experiences within the resort and within the destination. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you a simple example. Um, mm -hmm. One of our hotels in Uti, uh, the entire uh, Nilgiri's mountain rail, mm. we've actually created a prototype of that uh, uh, right down to the uh, last million, exact scale, mm. and actually have it in the lobby of uh, one of our resorts in Uti, which is mm. Sterling uh, in Uti. We've uh, uh, also promoted a lot of... Uh, uh, aspects of the destination within our resorts like the Toda Huts in uh, in our another hotel in Uti Infernal. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we try to bring a lot of unique experiences and uh, discoveries uh, of the destination mm -hmm. uh, within the resort as well as uh, take our guests out to such kind of unique uh, uh, places to discover what that place is all about. Mm -hmm. And each of our destinations uh, actually has uh, the uh, discoveries and experiences which are productized, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, customers can actually experience mm -hmm. beyond what just the hotel room can give you mm -hmm. uh, or uh, the culinary experience can give you. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are very much entrenched in this. This is one of our differentiators. Mm -hmm. And we strongly believe in also supporting the local communities in each of the destinations that mm -hmm. we are in. Very interesting. My next question is on technology, Vikram. And uh, the hotel industry is seeing some amazing changes of technology. I mean, of course, you've got the touchless, the entry to uh, the key cards, et cetera, et cetera. But I've also been seeing parts of the world, robot, you know, robotics and robots being used for room service, et cetera. What are your thoughts on how is technology changing the business? See, uh, I've always believed that... Uh use technology as an enabler, mm. as a business enabler, and it cannot substitute uh, customer interaction. Okay. Uh, I've always believed in that. Mm. I mean, you can't have a robot coming and serving you, mm. uh, you know, soup and 
sticks but then mm. i would always use technology as a business business enabler and to drive process efficiencies within the system mm. for example we uh, during as i said during the covid period we evolved uh, and launched eventually uh, sterling one which is our distribution platform mm. uh, which enables us to distribute our uh, hotel inventories and rates uh, seamlessly across the globe mm. uh, and people can book us uh, in less than a minute and a half and fulfill their entire uh, confirmation with us. Uh, uh, so we use technology to enable business and um, uh, rather than a technology replacing uh, a frontline staff, I don't believe in that. Okay. So uh, at the end of the day, we're coming into the hotel industry or, or a resort for also the touch and feel of uh, uh, you know, people. And I think we cannot substitute that with technology. Well, technology is good uh, to drive enablement, uh, to drive efficiencies, but not to substitute frontline service. Well said, well said. Two more questions, and there's questions relating to leadership. <clears throat> From a hotel leader perspective, what are some of the important qualities a hotel leader should have? I guess one is patience. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to always smile even if you're very shouted at. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, even if you think that it's being unfair or unjust, I think you have to yet uh, smile it off, but mm -hmm. be polite, but firm. Mm -hmm. uh, number one. Number two is uh, the fact that I always would say as a, as a hotel general manager, not even as a hotel leader, uh, you're actually... Uh, you know, playing with a lot of, uh, you're juggling a lot of uh, balls at the same time because you got to keep your customers happy. You got to keep your employees motivated. Mm. You got to work the local community. You got to keep your compliances in order. Mm. You got to get your finances up. You got to keep your costs in check. So there's a lot that the hotel general manager actually uh juggles with at the same time mm -hmm. uh he's in front of the customer so there are some customers who want more attention than other customers so he's juggling with a lot of he or she is juggling with a lot of uh, variables at the same time and mm -hmm. as you keep going up the uh ladder in uh, uh in this industry i think this is something that we learn to evolve with mm -hmm. uh and uh that's, that's where I would say the person who's able to actually juggle all this at the mm. same time is actually more successful than the other. And yet, the, the second aspect is uh, even when you're asleep, uh, you've got to ensure that the service delivery to the customer mm. uh, is as uh, consistent as it was when you're awake. Amazing. So uh, I think that requires a different skill set. It requires a different uh, mental framework because mm. it's 24 seven mm. even if you're out or you're asleep it's 24 seven uh the customer is with you 24 seven and an airline he's with you for three hours mm. for that time span uh in our in our case uh he's with us he or she is with us for 24 seven and more so in leisure mm. uh he or she, the customer is with you in your resort uh you know for longer duration than a customer who's coming in on business. Yes. So we've got to be very, very uh, clear with the dynamics uh, in all these uh, aspects. Well said. And my last question to you, Vikram, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. 
based on your own amazing experiences and all the, the leadership you have provided to Sterling Holiday Resorts, what would you say are three lessons you want our viewers and listeners to take away from the perspective of tourism, service, um, and leadership? I think number one uh, is uh, integrity. Mm -hmm. Integrity, I mean, as a core value, I believe uh, integrity come what may, number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Number two is uh, patience and resilience. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't run up the ladder too soon, too fast. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be, there will be ups and downs. There yeah. are ups and downs. Mm -hmm. We've also gone through it. I've gone through it. Probably everyone's gone through it. Correct. Uh, but when you're down, you cannot just throw the towel and say, that's the end. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, I think that's where resilience comes in. Uh, I think that's, that's another important uh, quality mm -hmm. and aspect that one needs to consider. Mm -hmm. uh, I think number three is uh, to do with the fact that how do you take your people along with you? Hmm. You can't do things individually. Hmm. Uh, even as a hotel general manager or as a hotel CEO, uh, in and you're trying to transform a business, you can't do things hmm. individually. You can't do things alone. Hmm. Uh, I think the way uh, one carries the entire team along gets them, uh, you know, to gets gets them passionate to do what they want to do or mm. what they have to do for the company. Mm. I think that's another tact that one needs to learn. Leadership at a distance, that's another big one. Mm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that's where a lot of uh, failures do take place. Mm. It's easy to have your entire leadership team under your nose. Mm. But when your leadership team is far flung across the country or across the globe, and you got to get them to beat uh, the same drum, mm. I think that's that's the other uh, differentiator well in terms of leadership. Well said. Uh, in terms of the overall industry, in terms of tourism, I mm. think uh, things are uh, uh, looking up. Uh, thankfully, hopefully, hopefully, and thankfully, the worst is behind us. Mm. But I think even if uh, the worst comes back, I think we are far more uh, stronger today to mm. face the situations Correct. that we have. You probably built in the resilience and and the learning to take to handle the, uh, the challenges that uh, you're faced with. And on that note, Vikram, and your three amazing lessons of how critical it is to have integrity, um, to be, have the patience and the resilience to be able to look at where you will be in a few years from now, rather than hope for everything to be available to you tomorrow. And the third thing you said was how important it is to carry one's, one's team, one's people with you. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey about Sterling Holiday Resorts, about some of the beliefs of Sterling Holiday Resorts, some of the values that you have created for customers. Thank you also for speaking to me about tourism in general and how there are so many different opportunities available to really take tourism to the next level in our country. Thank you so much for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you, Mr. Gar. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.